We are constantly triggered in our day-to-day lives, but knowing exactly why can be so incredibly tough to pinpoint. Welcome to Stop, I've Just Been Triggered Season 2, where we will explore all things triggers and how to mindfully navigate our own healing journey. I'm Natalie Collar. And I'm Candice Fraser. Let's do this, Candice. Welcome everyone to episode seven, season two, where we're continuing our conversation around trauma. Nat, welcome back. What are we chatting about today? Hey, Candice. Look, our last episode went really well and was really well received by our audience. And we got a lot of positive feedback about this subject. So I think continuing with trauma conversation is going to be really valuable. Mm, Yeah. And I thought in today's episode, we're going to just focus on little T trauma, mm-hmm. which is really deceptive because it's nothing, there's nothing little about it, yeah. as you know. Oh, 100%. Absolutely. I think that all the time. Why do we call it that? And I think often when people think of trauma, they think of really um, catastrophic events, really big things. And mm. even in the trauma space, professionally for a long time people were led to believe that trauma only existed when we experienced you know almost those life-threatening events like war Mm. or rape or famine or natural disasters all those really horrible things Mm. but what has been discovered over time is that people who were not experiencing these previously described traumatic events were having the same emotional and physical impacts as those huge events. And that's really led to the expansion of the definition and our understanding around trauma research and trauma in in general. Mm, Exactly. And, you know, the little T trauma was uncovered in that research. Mm, mm. You know, little T trauma refers to events that typically don't involve violence or disaster, but they do create a significant distress in the Mm. person. Yeah. And, you know, these could be things like, on an ongoing situation causing you to feel distress, hurt, or like a sense of helplessness. Yeah. Um, it could be a relationship breakdown, uh, loss of a job, financial worries. And it could even be things like you feel like you weren't heard, seen, or validated as a child. Mm. Um, and there were possibly times where you felt isolated and alone. Right. And and these traumas can often be, I think, a little more difficult to identify. Mm. Because there wasn't necessarily one big obvious event that stands out that's caused this trauma to be trapped in the body. I think it's just important to note again that trauma isn't the event so much as it's the response to what happens within mm. us. Yeah, no, I agree. And and it can be more difficult to pinpoint this type of trauma, mm. um, make the connection to trauma, you know. Mm. But we we look at the signs um you know the signs of trauma and you work backwards from there to release the trauma from the body Mm. so you know they they sort of share a lot of signs or a lot of symptoms all trauma basically yeah yeah absolutely and I guess just because there isn't an obvious reason why those trauma triggers circumstances Mm. the things that we're doing that we're carrying on just because there isn't that obvious reason why the trauma is there doesn't mean we should overlook Mm. or assume it's not trauma because these just little t traumas can have such a huge impact on our life Mm. 
if you're thinking in the back of your mind, oh, maybe I have this little T trauma, you're not being dramatic. Mm-hmm. A lot of people do have this trauma mm. and you're not being dramatic. It's so true. And it's important to sort of highlight that because often that's what you're told as well. Oh, you're mm. just being dramatic or, yeah. oh, geez, you're making a mountain out of a molehill. Mm. Um, and look, we've spoken before in the past about fight, flight, freeze and fawn responses, yeah. which really underpin our trauma being held in the body. So we're not going to go into that again because I think the listeners are probably sick of laughing <laughs> one about it. But as we mentioned earlier, the events or circumstances that cause the trauma, be it little trauma, like little T or big T, um, or generational, any of those which will go on about in um, the the next the episodes, episodes, next yeah. few episodes, mm-hmm. um, really they share the same symptoms, mm-hmm. and these could include things like confusion, you know, difficulty focusing, trouble making decisions. Um, there might be things like feeling nervous or overwhelmed with everyday situations, mm-hmm. which again, see, it's often overlooked. People kind of think, oh, I'm just, I'm just got so much going on. Mm. Um, trouble sleeping, you know, having nightmares, um, yeah. flashbacks, um, you know, that those remunerating thoughts in the middle of the night when you go, why am I thinking all this stuff? Mm, yeah. Uh, feeling guilt and shame and and that's a really big one and it's a really hard one to sort of heal from um shame is a really it's something a lot of people carry Mm. um panic panic attacks uh, feeling anxious a lot of the time you know anxiety a lot of people walk around with their high functioning anxiety and they Mm. seem normal they just seem like they've got it all together and they're super organized but it could be (laughs) yeah exactly um Things like having trouble enjoying the things that you once did, um, you know, or that like almost disassociation or emotional numbness, Mm -hmm. um, hypervigilance, being on edge all the time. And, you know, then your classic symptoms, depression or grief, you know, avoidance um, and unhealthy thought patterns, uh, you know, negative self-beliefs. And another one is people-pleasing. That one's often overlooked. Mm. Um, but they they most trauma responses will share those symptoms and as you can imagine those sort of things they impact all areas of life you know your relationships your work your friendships and even your own health mm. oh absolutely when we don't deal with our trauma it can sometimes really feel like life just begins to spiral out of control mm. um and sometimes we're aware that we're struggling to cope and sometimes we're going through the process without the awareness of what's happening. We just feel helpless. Mm. Like it's all too much. And let's face it, it's not a fun place to be. All the symptoms that Matt just explained, like it's not a fun place mm. to be in. And unfortunately, we can only ignore or push down or disguise these feelings and symptoms for so long um before everything just explodes and feels just too hard Mm -hmm. so we need to work through the traumas and release them from the body Mm. this is a great point candace really good point you know regulating your nervous system is so important in the treatment of trauma and you know we've discussed this before candace lifestyle factors can play a really big part Mm -hmm. um you know and there's something that we have 
some amount of control over, you know, things like eating well, you know, moving your body, setting healthy boundaries, um, having support, supportive friendships, you know, sleeping well, having good sleep hygiene um, and doing things like, you know, training your mind and your body to relax, um, Mm. practicing mindfulness. Yeah. These things are really important. And when I say like you've got some control over them, you need to remember that trauma will make you feel that you your control has been taken away. Mm. So it makes it difficult to sort of live a healthy life if you remain mm. in that headspace. Mm. And just while we talk about this, about Candace made a great point about working through the trauma and releasing it, it's really important to just note here Trauma is something that is most effectively navigated with a therapist. Yeah. But the thing is there's some therapy techniques um, that Candice and I both have adopted in our own practices as therapists that we'd like to share with you, our listeners, um, and you can use them yourselves. Hmm. Um, If you feel confident, you know, feeling like you can hold a safe space for yourself, Hmm. we'd love to share them with you. Oh, we certainly would. That's that's the point of this podcast, empowering people to to be able to do the self-work, to have their own little toolkit. And I think it's important in our last episode, if you haven't listened, maybe go back and listen to um, instilling a couple of safety resources. So we touched on kind of a body scan and finding a safe place within the body where you can spend time in the body that feels safe. Mm-hmm and or a compassionate self-hug. And so these safety resources that we discussed are really good because sometimes when you're doing the work, it's uncomfortable, right? It mm. it feels threatening. And before we activate that fight, flight, freeze, fawn response, having that safety resource to come back, take stock, and Mm. bolster yourself up to go back and do the work again. So Mm. you might do one activity and you might start the activity and come back to your safety resource 12 times Mm. before you kind of complete that activity. So safety resources are so very important. Now I'm babbling on. Um, (laughs) Nat, do you want to share your first exercise? (laughs) Yeah, thanks, Candice. I'd love to. And you're not blabbing on. It's um, it's important to sort of explain why these, why we teach these things, and Mm. um, we use them within our own practices and teach our clients these things. So, just quickly before I go into it, safety is a really big thing with trauma. Most people don't feel safe um, after the trauma event, after the Mm. traumatic event. Most people lose self-esteem and mm. self-confidence and we're not taught self-compassion. We're just not, not taught that. We don't taught that at school. We're not taught that within our family units. Yeah. Um, I think the next generation will be different, but we hope. Uh, we but hope. It's, yep. yeah, it's, not, it's not something that we're taught. So a lot of these techniques really are about bringing you back to your body yeah. and reminding you that you're safe. Mm-hmm. And so firstly, I'll just go back over the technique that we spoke about last week, which I think I love how Candice has called it, the compassionate hug. Um, and in the course that I did when I was becoming a practitioner, we'd call it the butterfly hug. And so, look, if you're safe to do so now, you can follow along, but don't feel like you have to. This is a really good technique just to regulate your nervous system, bring you back to yourself. 
And all you do is you put your right hand under your left armpit and then you let your left hand wrap around you and grab your right shoulder. And then you just gently breathe. And then you start to notice what's happening in the body. So this exercise really is about making us aware of our container, which is the edges of our body. So the container holds all your emotions. Mm. And once you start to see it like that, those feelings within the container, um, those emotions, they're not so overwhelming. And you stay here as long as you have to. And you can do it with your eyes open or closed because some people don't feel safe with their eyes closed. Mm -hmm. And you just slowly breathe until that sensation shifts or until you kind of have a thought or an emotion that comes up. And then you might actually then follow on with that and see where that's taking you. So that most people find that technique incredibly settling. It's mm. if you've gone through something um, that's quite shocking um, and, and I'm talking more big T, um, but even little T, something mm. that's unsettling within the body, this will kind of just bring you back to yourself and settle you down. So I often use this with clients the whole way through the session. I tell mm. them in the beginning, we go through it again. And then if you ever feel unsafe, this is your safe space. Just just do it. Um, even when they're recalling things, sometimes I get them to, they, or they will hold themselves as they recall what happened. So another technique, sorry to go back over that. Case. No, 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 that's good. Uh, I think it's, it's, if people didn't listen to last episode, that'll be a really handy one to have. Well, exactly. And I just thought yeah. just explaining it a little bit more because last week we kind of went over it, but it was really quick. Yeah. Um, and then the other technique that you can use, which is really similar, and I actually love this one, it's kind of you, you're using your hands over your forehead and just the top of your chest and you hold it there and you can do this again with either your eyes open or close, whichever feels safe, and you just wait and you feel what's going on between your hands. So some people say they feel like an energy flow. Um, some people can feel the temperature change. You just keep your hands there. And it might be a few minutes or moments. Uh, it might be five to ten minutes. You just keep holding your hands and then you'll feel a shift occur. And that's usually that settling where you kind of feel like, oh, that's that's a relief of some sort. And then what you do is you keep your hand on your chest. You remove the hand from your forehead and you move it to your belly. And again, you wait, you tune in and you breathe and you feel what's going on between the hands. You let any emotions come up, any feelings. And in the same principle, it could be a few minutes, it could be up to 10, maybe more. And then you just breathe until some sort of shift occurs or a flow happens. And this one's really good if you're having nightmares or trouble sleeping. Often this will sort of just calm the whole nervous system down. 
and it just gives you that calm over your whole body and you feel safe. Mm. So they're my two, Candice. Mm. I know we said one, but... Um, no, no, that's okay. I actually do a, a similar process, but I also include um, a hand position on the chest and on the back of the neck. Yeah. Not everyone yeah. feels safe doing that, but um, but if you do feel safe, it's just another, exactly the same process and just one hand on the back of the neck and, and kind of over the heart. Um, yeah. Thank you, yes, Nat. Yes. That's okay. Look, there's lots of ways you can do it. Oh, um, so like Candice said, the back of the head, the pol- solar plexus is another really good one. Yeah. yeah. Um, the sides of the head is some yeah. people really like that kind of feeling because yeah. you're sort of connecting to your thoughts, mm. um, you know, the back and the front of the head. So yeah. like Candice said, it's whatever feels comfortable with you and mm. they it really does regulate that anxious feeling mm. and any post-traumatic stress symptoms that may be coming mm. up if you're dealing with your trauma yeah so sorry Candice keep going sorry no, no great you. one I really like that and I agree do what Nat said it's a fabulous <laughs> so another one that I do with a lot of my clients and I often give this as homework is to kind of shake out the energy mm. so if it's safe for you to do so follow along this will be a quick process, but you can definitely take a bit longer in your own time to do it. But if you just close over your eyes and take a few deep breaths into the belly, and as you're breathing, gently just scanning your body, looking for energy, tension, tightness. You might even notice places in your body that are kind of tingling. And when you find these places, just allowing them to shake. So, for example, if it's in your hands, just really shaking your hands, shaking, 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 and taking your time with it, continuing to breathe, and just shaking for as long as you feel that you need to until all that energy just feels like it's releasing. And if you'd like, you can even visualize that energy leaving the body. Maybe it's colors that are being flicked out. And then when you feel ready, stopping the shaking, maybe there's another place in the body that needs shaking. And then once it's all out, just noticing the space that it creates. Take a few more deep breaths and kind of just come back and just notice how you feel in your body. And just knowing that every time you do this, it's helping you release a little bit more and a little bit more of that trauma energy out of the body. I love it, Candice. It's beautiful. I, I love the shaking or, you know, rocking, swaying, whatever people kind of feel comfortable with yeah it's so good mm. um and look we'd love to hear back from everyone let us know how you go with these activities it's really our goal to make this podcast as impactful as possible and be of service yes. which means we really want to empower you as much as we can and when we hear about your experiences it's really helpful in shaping the future of the podcast 
Absolutely. And we're also trying to keep this podcast nice, short, sharp, concise from here on out so that people actually have the time to listen. So on that note, thank you, Nat. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We really appreciate you tuning in. Genuinely, from the bottom of our hearts, um, we hope you find this useful. And it's bye from me. Thanks, Candice. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll be back in a fortnight. And we're going to be chatting about big T trauma then. So it's bye from us.